are back. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Unpaid Nobodies podcast. I'll be your host today. Uh, my name is Jasper. Today we're talking about a really exciting topic. But before we get into that, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Don't forget to follow along all the social media platforms. I think we've got an X or a Twitter, don't we? And then I know we're on we're on Instagram. So say, we technically do have an X, but we don't really post on it as much. <laughs> follow along on Instagram. <laughs> yes, Instagram we do keep up with absolutely. Yeah, like like I said, we, we do have an exciting, interesting topic today that's a little bit off of our, our usual content. But before we do that, we've got a bunch of great news topics for you today, along with some really exciting releases this week. So let's get right into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but like you said, it, it, we do have a really great week because, like, I've been excited to finally get into Daft Punk. Sorry, Zay's been running around. Um, but, yeah, Brandon's gone. <laughs> so. It's, it's a very busy end of month. But yeah, let's get into the news. Um, we have a very wide range of just, like, stuff going on. It's a lot of good content. Um, we have... can't believe I'm saying this. We have the debut album of Andre 3000, um, who's been in the industry for as long as I've been alive, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he's dropping New Blue Sun, and it's not even a rap album. It's going to be all flutes. It's 80-something minutes long, and I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> it's not just all flutes. It's improvised. Apparently, every single track is improvisational. Hey, I'm here for it. If anyone could do it, it, it would be this guy. So. Oh, 100%. I've heard many memes of him in Japan, <laughs> just like walking around with a flute. And now, here we are. Now we know why. Literally. Um, Some other really big news we have. The collaboration they've been dropping a couple singles but we have little wayne and two chains they're finally here dropping welcome to college grove um super excited for this i follow both of them for i don't know how long and i've had a very big two chains phase recently <laughs> i'm gonna be that guy and just put it out there it's college grove oh college grove yes yes sorry. yeah <laughs> i remember because i remember <laughs> the first college grove came out right before I saw them when they were at Coloring Day, and they did oh, a yeah. bunch of stuff. They did a bunch of stuff off the original Color Grove back in 2016, and they were like people were going crazy. So they did a bunch of that, and then they broke into their like classics. So like Lil Wayne oh, came yeah. out, and then just did a bunch of his classics. I do remember Lil Wayne out there. He was going crazy, and, and the crowd was that was a big day. Yeah, that was a big day. Not just, not the big day, but a big day. Thank God it was not the big day. <laughs> we love yeah. we we love to hit on that album. If there's someone out in the everyone does. If there's someone out in the comment or in the comments watching this right now who loves the big day, hit us up. Hit the DM. We want to know what your thought not process exist. is. No, it's hey, not I'm put, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting a bounty out there. I need to know. It's like so we can attack you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you're you you go to like a supermarket or something and you hear over the loudspeaker like, would the owner of a green a lime green Toyota Corolla come to the front desk? Oh, is my car being towed? Nah, dude. I just want to see what you look like because your car is so fucking ugly. Like, what kind of person drives a lime green Corolla? And it's like, what kind of person loves the big day? I have to know. We can't attack these people. We need as many events as we can have. <laughs> well, like if you like you said, hey, I put my money where my mouth is. You say there's nobody out there who likes the big day. We won't lose anything from oh, this. Oh, that that is fair. That there are no fair. there are no I, stakes to this. Look, I will be shocked. Honestly, it, it, that would be. The hottest take I've heard this year. <laughs> come come forward. Story. No memeing. <laughs> I want answers. 
he will give them solutions to fix their music quality. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we also have that. We have, and honestly, I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, unfortunately, Brandon isn't here, but Danny Brown is here. Corintha is finally here. Um, I'm excited for that. I feel like this might be a huge follow-up to the rest of his discography. And we also got scaring the hose recently. So like the vibes are out there. <laughs> um, and then I think I'm finally going to do it, Jasper. I, I've been denying Chicago rappers for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about little Dirk. I don't care about G or anyone else <laughs> for that matter. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I think I'm probably going to tap in. Um, they're coming out with, Nightmares in the Trenches and the Trenches. The whole collective of OTF is going to be releasing or being on this album, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm finally going to listen to it. Alright, we'll see how it goes. I, I just every time I think about listening to new Chicago rap, I think about that tweet you sent where it was like Chicago it was all caps. Chicago rap is in shambles. G Herbo arrested on gun possession and like all the Juice World is dead and all this other shit, and then it's just chance the rapper, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> there is no good news. This is all sad. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing right now? I say we, like I contribute anything to that space I mean, aside from opinions. We're, we're a part of the community, kind of. Everyone is in shambles. Kanye sucks. Chance is dropping music. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are all the albums coming out. And then we have a lot of singles and EPs, actually. Um, Drake said he's taking a break. It lasted a month. <laughs> yeah, that sounds he about is right. here. He is here again with Scary Hours 3. I, I will say this, and, and Jasper, I will let you attack Drake openly. I'm not... Look, after the last album, I'm not defending him anymore. <laughs> but Scary Hours, at least in terms of the EPs that have came out, the first one and second one actually is pretty good. So, like, I'm somewhat hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to but, For All the Dogs, so I, I don't have a metric. I know that it's not good. Like, I've seen all the reception and everything. But that's, that's it's it's funny because we, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, like a couple weeks ago. It's like, the, when you get to the, that size, you lose the personality because you're trying to appeal to so many people, right? So, like, when you make an album for all the dogs, it really is not as good. It needs to be for some <laughs> of the dogs. And it needs to be like tailored to Collective a certain group of dogs, <laughs> a certain sound, or a cer- yeah, a certain group of people. And then if that is truly authentic to those people, then they love it. Then other people will find out about it, and it's you know it has that kind of like snowball effect, I guess. I don't know. I I'm I'm, I'm not expecting anything different or exciting or interesting. It's not like he's suddenly going to reinvent himself after three months. Oh. Yeah, no, it's. It's way too quick. I, I am interested though. You said you never really listen to For All the Dogs. You never no, I never that? even start. I never. I listened to like a couple songs off of Her Loss and some other stuff from that prior release, and then I d- didn't mm. touch For All the Dogs. At least not yet. Because right. I was I, out the the week we reviewed it. I was out of town. I do recall. Um, I, I'll say this, and I was actually telling or texting Brandon about this recently. I took a very long break because For All the Dogs is a heavy listen. And like the week that we was reviewing it, I think I listened to it like three, four times, and it's a long album. It was the first time, and it wow. wow, I was like, it's an this hour and a, it's almost an hour and a half long. It is, yeah. it is a long album. Now I'll say this: I took a break, partially because it's like it wasn't that good in, in the time. And I, I will say this: I'm not gonna 
go as far as to say like, oh, I was too harsh on it because I don't believe that. I do believe it's an album that it needs a lot of improvements. Uh, it just it lacks in so many different places. Mm-hmm. But I will say, Drake, I don't know how he does it. Uh, I don't know if there's a science behind it. <laughs> but Brandon also confirmed that some other people were selling this to him. But I feel like Drake has a weird talent where, like, I will hear his music mm-hmm. on release, yeah, and either be like, "It's okay," or be like, "It's good." But then, like, months down the line, it's just like, okay, this is significantly better. And I can name probably, like, 50 Drake songs <laughs> that, like, at one point I was like, this is okay. And then I come back to it and I was just like, wow, I either missed so much between, like, the lyrics or, like, the quality behind it or whatever you're just trying to get across. And I will say, I took a break from For All The Dogs and I listened to my version because doing our episode, uh, Brandon and I broke down the actual album to like something that's worth listening to. <laughs> yeah. And cut out all the crap for the rest of the dogs. Yeah, of course. And it is so much better. It, it is actually so good. So like, if you are going to listen to the album, listen to either Brandon or I's version because I feel like it's just significantly better. And it's just a weird phenomenon. I just can't explain it. Um, I definitely want to hear it in its original form first, but I would definitely do that afterwards. Yeah. There are only which is uh, understandable. There are only a handful of albums I've ever I've ever gone through and done that for. The last one was Donna Deluxe Edition because I absolutely hate yeah. the way that thing is sequenced when it was so close to perfect with the original release. It's just it, and, and we've talked about it before. It's the fact that he reordered it. Like why yeah. did you reorder it? I don't get it. It yeah. was fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, don't reorder it. That is that is like for me, that is like peak sin with the deluxe edition, and then Don mm. Tolliver putting the four deluxe edition songs at the start at the of beginning. the deluxe edition. That is sin. That is <laughs> directly to jail. No bail. No nothing. No bond. Don't pass go. Yeah, do not pass go. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Prison. Prison time. Understandable. I'm not bad at that take at all. My oh, OCD yeah. does not allow for this. <laughs> Forbidden. At, at that point, you just again you have to make your own playlist. You reorder it back to its original. Oh, form. I know. But then when you say you have to name it something, because if you're in the car and you tell your assistant like, "Hey, you know, play this," and it plays the that album, it's like, "Ah, fuck!" This throws off the vibe entirely. Pain. <laughs> yeah, pain, agony, even literally pain and agony. But yeah, yeah. um, but yes, he, he's dropping his EP coming up literally tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this what he. Drake is very smart with marketing, I'm not going to lie. But he did it literally the day after the first-person shooter music video came out, which was huge. I was talking to Brandon about that as well. I think it's so good. There's so many, like, references in it, and I I love the scene um, imitating, like, Messi and Ronaldo playing chess and everything. It's a really good video. Um, But moving on from that, we have some other EPs. We have Earth Gang coming out with Robophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, always excited for anything Dreamville, so I'm there for that. We have Dirk Worth also coming out with an EP that is actually already out. It came out during the week. Um, CBDELX5. I don't know what that stands for. I'm How, assuming it was, something deluxe. I was going to say, it's so nice of him to name it after Elon Musk's next kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Elon Musk on here. <laughs> He's just yeah. a terrible person. We know. A dumb person. 
But yes, <laughs> um, we also have a, a few singles coming out as well. Um, we have Ari Lennox and more um, Dream Villas here uh, coming out with Get Close. She is on tour right now with somebody. I can't remember the name, but she's been killing it. Shout out to Ari Lennox. Um, I low-key want to go see her live as soon as possible. Um, we also have J-Rock, other side of the United States, coming out with something out of TDE. He's finally dropping a single, Still That Way. I feel like he's been teasing the album since like before summer so kind of getting tired yeah <laughs> but hopefully it's on the way soon and then we mm. also have the remix to water the song that's taken over <laughs> all social media um is now having a remix featuring travis scott talk about impact <laughs> literally just like take something already powerfully streaming and just <laughs> pump it with more fire <laughs> or more gas i should say um, and then lastly, we have Smito coming out with a freestyle Dak Prescott. I'm always here for that mixtape version of Smito. It's always a good listen. It is a great listen. But that's all the actual music that I could find coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Getting into the actual news, we don't have a lot to cover, but a lot of pretty good things, I would say. Um, the Grammy nominations are officially released. Uh, and I must say, not a bad job. Uh, I, I really give praise to the Grammys, and I, I will say ever since the infamous J. Cole picture, it is F the Grammys <laughs> till I die. But they did pick a good selection of um, albums for the best rap album. I do think everything that's there deserves to be there, which is rare. And then another thing I want to shout out, I think you just put in there as well. Is it nine nominations for SZA? SZA leads the pack. Nine nominations. Jesus. That's huge. That's so dope. Coco Jones had five. It's, I love that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, very that, excited for that. They got that part right, for sure. Um, SZA's had a hell of a year, a hell of a moment. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I... I think we talked about it. I think we're on the same page. There's some things that don't quite sit right with me. As as right <laughs> as they as well. F- first of all, real quick, let's just go over best rap album because mm-hmm. I just wanna I just wanna get it straight for all of our listeners who haven't actually you know come through and, and looked at this list. Right. So best best rap albums for this particular year. We've got Drake and Twenty One Savage, Her Loss, Michael, Killer sense. Mike. Great selection. Easy, easy contender. Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin, which... Give it to me, I'll take it. Sure, I guess. King's Disease 3, Nas. Admittedly, this is the only one on this list I haven't listened to. <laughs> I did miss that, but I... Knowing Nas, not surprised. I'm yeah. okay with it. <laughs> and then, most importantly, Utopia, Travis Scott. I so, think this is a... Uh, hit it out the park. This is an obvious one, I feel like. Yeah, so in my opinion. Yeah, point being, this is a good, a good, strong list of albums. Some of them are a little more commercial and formulaic than others. Some are more artistic than others, and that's fine. That's there's a good, a good kind of cross section of what the year has been, right? The songs are a different story. So, let's hear the songs. Well, there's so they have this melodic rap category. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> let's just do regular rap. I'm just like pulling it up now. All right, so attention, Doja Cat, which okay. is is fine, whatever. Okay. Barbie World, so the Barbie movie, 
which is yeah. Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice featuring Aqua. It was sure. it was a cultural moment, but I don't know if it's critically yeah. a very good song. Uh, Just Wanna Rock, Lil Uzi Vert. Not a rap Fine. song, but whatever. It's not a rap song. <laughs> Body Yada Yada, I guess. Um, the thousand times. <laughs> Rich Flex, Drake and 21 Savage. Fine. Fine. Scientists and Engineers, Killer Mike featuring Under 3000 from Michael. Deserving to be the winner. I know which one of these I would pick. Which one would you pick? Which one do you think? Yeah. <laughs> the one off of Michael? Yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta say, not not to be that much of a fanboy, which obviously I am guilty as charged, but I am disappointed that there's no song from Utopia for best rap, rap song. I, I will say this. I, I agree that there are songs that do deserve to be on this, um, but considering the selection that was picked, I think more than half of these aren't good selections and well, shouldn't be nominated. So it just kind of takes away from the whole category. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him win it. But, like, I think, and at least for most people that I've talked about this with, Utopians should win album of the year. Uh, it it, it should. Rap, rap, album. rap album of the year. What I'm amazed but by, like, though. If he gets that, I'm fine. Yeah. Just in that context, though, I'm amazed that Rich Flex is nominated over something like Meltdown. Right, I mean, it's it's a, it's of a similar quality, but it's I think Meltdown is a more a much more interesting song in terms of what it actually does and where it goes. I would say this. I I also agree that Travis Scott, at least one of the songs off of Utopia, would deserve to be on this, but mm-hmm. I I wouldn't put much weight behind it. No, it's I know. just one That's of those fair. things where it's like it's the Grammys. Yeah. He's probably gonna win Album of the Year. It's like it just just get that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The other one that I I mentioned in the group chat that we talked about, I'm surprised Telekinesis isn't nominated for anything, because it's got the future feature, and it's got yeah. I think one of the strongest features of the year, also SZA, coming in for that crazy like bridge third verse whatever she's got yeah. going on, insane. <laughs> They're probably like SZA's got enough. Facts. That being said, that that being said. Yeah, I mean, that's just such an earworm. It gets stuck in my head all the time. And it's like, I thought I could see the, I thought I could see the future, and then that song wasn't nominated <laughs> for anything, and now, now I'm, like, yeah, disappointed. You don't see anything. You are blinded by your love. <laughs> eh, I mean, I mean, to be fair. But again, it's, it's just one of those things. I feel like publications, these award ceremonies, it's... Yeah, I know. My thing is that I, I tend not to follow the Grammys all that closely. The last time I watched the Grammys was probably 2014, because 2013 was an absolute banger year for music, and they actually got it right, and they gave Daft Punk, like, one of, one, like I think, three Grammys for Random Access Memories. But the Oscars, the formula is very different. Like, I find it very easy to predict who's going to get what in terms of nominations mm-hmm. and also wins with it because the, the academy works in a very specific way and they they definitely focus on like elevating stories and experiences that are diverse or non non-standard in a certain way like a film has to be artistic even an, even like <clears throat> an excellent excellent action movie generally isn't mm-hmm. nominated for anything unless it's like a special effects award so I'm just so used to that. Meanwhile, the Grammys are much more commercial in like a weird kind of parallel way. So it's like, it always throws me a little bit when I see the nominations and I'm like, really? That's like what you're going with out of everything that we have available. 
Um, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. I feel like yeah. even last year when they put in like God did or something like that, it was just like, okay, this is aggressive. Yeah, like, this is aggressively like wrong. <laughs> it's like pitch. It's the pitchfork effect. It's like let's generate negative publicity so people will watch the but, award show. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like people are going to have their own opinions, which is totally fine. It's normal and healthy in a society for sure. But like, I, I don't care about these things. I haven't watched. An Oscar, a Grammy, uh, whatever the third one is. <laughs> Emmys. An Emmy. <laughs> in probably like a decade or more. Because yeah. like, it, it's one of those things, I, I think it is healthy. I wanted to actually talk about this just in general. And I feel like we're going to have an episode about it soon. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of artists doing more than just making art. I feel like... It, the only thing I can reference it to that I know just as much is sports and the idea of like telling someone to like shut up and dribble. I just feel like it's unhealthy. I feel like there's so much more to a person on their creative side that they can express outside of their music, mm-hmm. whether it be an, an actual art show, whether it be musical effects and music videos, whether it be film, being in a movie, brand deals, clothes, literally any going to school to be an architect (laughs) yeah like i just love seeing extra stuff just in general so i'm okay with people being a part of multiple different avenues and their artistic creativity but it's just like it is what it is it's it's the grammys it's it's whatever yeah one Um, thing one thing i can't let go of though they did my boy joji dirty you mentioned that i i'm gonna be honest I don't know if I heard the new album. Was that last year? Smithereens. Late last year? Smithereens came out in November of last year. The cutoff is September 15th. So Mm. it wasn't nominated or it didn't qualify for last year. It qualified at the very start of this for this cycle. And it's nominated for nothing. And I think it's one of the best albums of the year. I listened to it again today. It's so good. It's just good, sweet, concise, super beautifully arranged. And the instrumentation is excellent. He comes across super strong vocally everywhere, and it's just disappointing. Like I think that album is really something special that we don't see all that often. I equate mm-hmm. it to the weekend, where it's like, yeah, it's like kind of poppy and commercial, and it's it's like commercially very successful. But at the same time, we see that rare thing where it's like it's also good, you know. Like not many super commercial pop mm. albums are really all that good critically, and I think the weekend defies that, and I think Joji really defies that. I am curious then because that was going to be my first question. Just <clears throat> playing a little game. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that what you put it underneath pop then. Oh, it's definitely it, yeah. It's like I always I struggle to use this category. I always describe stuff like this as like singer songwriter, but singer songwriter traditionally is like one person and a guitar like playing a song. But technically, that's like the only thing I could really equate it to. It's like singer songwriter or like ballad style with like. A kind of like a synthetic pop background like it's not synth pop specifically but like a pop sound that is synthetic in the way it is produced there's a lot of piano there's like some other loose instrumentation in there but mm. yeah it's like it's drums it's synth it's it's pop and it's his voice like it's his voice it's like I, the accompaniment so the next question would be mm-hmm. if you were to nominate it obviously something would have to go so if you go to Best Pop Vocal Album, for example, you have Chemistry by Kelly Clarkson, Endless Summer Vacation by Molly Cyrus, mm-hmm. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, 
Subtract by Ed Sheeran, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Now, I will say this before you answer. Mm-hmm. From I don't listen to this music, really. But what I've been told, you're not touching Taylor Swift, clearly. You're not touching Ed Sheeran. You're not touching... Uh, we all know right. Taylor Swift is going to win it anyway. Like, whatever. Right. So who are you replacing? Because I'm assuming it's Kelly Clarkson or Miley Cyrus, but that's me giving an ignorant answer. Well, I can't say because I haven't listened to any of those. So I so I don't have anything to compare it to. I just think <clears throat> snubbing him is is really unfortunate because I think it's a really standout album, both commercially and artistically. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Glimpse of Us could easily have been nominated for Song of the Year, and it's not. Like a Song of the Year? Okay. Although, to be fair, I actually I don't know, because Glimpse of Us was the lead single. I don't know exactly when it came out. It's possible that that was in the cutoff for last year. Let me check. Just while you're looking, Song of the Year this year? Oh, yeah, no. Glimpse oh. of Us would not have qualified because it came out in June 10th of last year, but the album okay, came, out, the album came out in November. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they measure it anyway, but regardless, Grammys. <laughs> yep. Grammys. Um, But I guess we can move on then. We won't stay on it too long. Another thing that has been released within the last week has been the Rolling Loud lineup. <laughs> and what a I must say... <laughs> I fully agree with everything I see online, which is very rare. But uh, this is not a good lineup from what I've seen. Um, matter of fact, let me actually pull it up because all I know so far is that the best act, in my opinion, that was originally on it was Little Uzi. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Who then put it in his Instagram story, adding them. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> and they replaced him. I think um, I, I'm sure that there was like negotiations going on behind the scenes, and he hadn't been told like, "Hey, do you want to do Rolling Loud?" Like they were trying to set it up, and then they published it way too early. Oh my god! It's like, how does this even happen? But anyway, um, that that happened, so it's already starting off with bad controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, where the headliners for Friday, Nicki Minaj. Fine. Fine. Saturday, Post Malone, fine. <laughs> and then Sunday, replacing Little Uzi, Future and Metro Lumen. And I must say, as a combination, better than Little Uzi, in my opinion. Separately, they would be. But that's like the one thing I feel like I would be excited about. But surprisingly enough, Future is one of those people that like, now that some time has passed, mm-hmm. I loved seeing Future. It is one of my top probably four or five shows in my life. I got to ask. But I can't see it again. It's okay. Yeah, because we saw so we saw Future, Uzi and Lil Future, or Lil Uzi Vert, and then Future back, back, to, back. to back. So I got to ask, which one of those did you like better? Cause I don't... I'm not going to lie. I like Future better. I'm not saying I didn't like Little Uzi, or I'm not trying to say it wasn't good, mm-hmm. but Future just hit. Future was a performance I had never felt before. True. True. That's fair. That's Future was the oldest like group in that size, I would say. like I, We've been to like, Absol, and it's clearly an older crowd, or I've seen other people. I don't feel like yeah. recalling everyone I've seen. But I've seen older groups at concerts where it's like, okay, I get it. 40 is like what you see in reality. Mm-hmm. Um but like to see that mass of people like all going for future and like I'm I'm gonna say this with a grain of salt, but like I feel like a lot of artists that I listen to 
and people around me listen to are kind of catered to a white crowd in reality because it helps the streaming numbers. Yeah. And I'm not taking that away or judging people for that, but that is the reality. Future is very clearly made for black people. And I'm going to say that. I was going to say, are you criticizing me for my love of Pusha T right now? Is that what I'm hearing? That's my point. So P- like, Pusha T likes going... his fans, like he likes his kilos. All white. But yes, um, that that's my point. So seeing Future... It's just so much different than any other performance I've seen. And, like, he hit so many hits. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I love Uzi, but Uzi felt like a like a TikTok thing, in my opinion. I well, love the songs. Yeah. I don't think they're bad songs, but, like, it comes with the territory. He, he If you are going to market yourself and release songs that typically perform significantly better on platforms like TikTok or Instagram or anything like that, the form or quality of music is going to be shaped a certain way. 100%. So when I go see it in a live performance, I feel like I'm watching one minute TikTok videos after another, yeah. which is okay. But like, it's not the best. God, why would you say the quiet part out loud? That bums me out so much. Because, I'm just saying. No, it's 100% true. And it's, it makes me sad because it's like. You hate TikTok. <laughs> well, not even just that. It's just it's just that like he has enough. He, fuck, they. I'm sorry. It's been like five years of he, it's him, and totally now it's okay. different. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> no they, one's going to judge you. It's okay. <laughs> they have enough hits to fill the time slot that we saw of like 45 yes. minutes or whatever it is and more. Yes. And it just, it bums me out that like, I think some of the more derivative songs are the ones that get picked up and circulated with all these views and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like just want to rock. I'll be honest. Like it's fine. It's, it's like it musically. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I don't fun. like that song as a song. I like it as like a moment in time. You know, it's, it's a moment in time. Yeah, and it's like to to see it to see someone who I really like musically for like their early to middle career, de- mm. almost devalued in that way, bums me out. But yeah, I, I feel. I mean, that. I I totally get that, and in reality, I, I feel like the music that we're getting now out of Little Uzi really isn't even that different from no. before. I no. feel like it's the same style. It's just that unfortunately, once you marry yourself to tiktok in that form it just shines so much brighter hot take it's just so obvious hot take the beginning of this slippery slope of peak popularity for them was fusel shuffle 2020 oh yeah because that was a big one that was a big one and it had the dance that went with it it came out right at the the right time when when tiktok was popping off and it cemented him with this whole younger group because I was once a young Uzi fan, and I no longer am. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're an Uzi fan. No, a young Uzi fan. Oh, oh, oh yeah, like yeah. like I 2016. Like you're, you're grown now. <laughs> yeah, well, 2016, be, being like 19 and and discovering Uzi then, I was like yo- a younger fan in that space, and now it's like the threshold is like 15. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Which is is interesting. It, it's just in. I don't want to carry on too long about it, but I feel like what is lacking that could correct his, not mistakes, but just the route that he's going is a song like EXO Tour Life. I understand it's one of his most popular songs, but it's not popular because it's formatted as though it's a TikTok song. It's an actual three-minute, full-quality, multiple-verse 
song that is a rap song with singing in it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you get any song like that. I'm, I'm gonna say it. There's not a single song like that out of Pink Tape. I think there's. I think there are songs that have kind of come close or have tried to come close. Days come and go. I would say is as close as we get to that on Pink Tape. And I think Days Come and Go is a beautiful and like sincere song. But yeah. I I just I think that as the de facto medium for a lot of people becomes shorter and shorter format video, we're like mm. approaching this this kind of like cliff of attention span, you know? It's true. It's gotta be something big and flashy and it's gotta happen in, in under thirty seconds to to keep attention. You gotta be hooked in like that first thirty. And I think when because that was Love is Rage 2. Is, <clears throat> yes. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tour Life. I think that it was a, just a very different landscape then. In terms of yeah. hip hop, but true. also just media culture. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll see that again. But I can we can dream. <laughs> <laughs> we we can dream. That is all we can do in reality. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, terrible lineup. I don't know anyone that has said they're going. <laughs> and you know the tickets are going to be like $400. Oh, it's not going to drop. Yeah. No. The price is not going to. No. Yeah. That's money. I like money. <laughs> All right, Mr. Krabs. But yes. Um, one last thing I want to cover, just because it's such huge news. Camp Flocknog has arrived and left. Um, a lot of good quality videos is on YouTube now. You can go look at it if you missed out on it. Um, a lot of really dope moments, I feel like, came out of it. Um, one thing I wanted to highlight, I know we shy away from political commentary <laughs> on the podcast but I think it was kind of dope to see this but uh, Redfield someone that I think I mentioned just last week um, someone I've been following for a while, very young person actually had a list of names going doing his set that was um, basically saying some of the people, some of the lives that have been lost in uh, doing all the <laughs> All the raw stuff going on in the in the Gaza Strip, so really dope thing for him to do. And he also had like the link up there at the website. Um, I don't want to say it wrong; it's like ceasefire or something like that. It's just cool to see artists, especially someone young like him, actually have like a voice that means something more than music, which I thought was a dope moment. Um, but a lot of stuff happened that week in general. Have you uh, seen anything else going on? Well, I just want to say one of the highlights obviously that is very important and i you know crazy props to him 19 getting involved having an opinion having a voice in in, in the matter is, is awesome we love that right um can we talk about tyler addressing the crowd during his set because this was <laughs> this was like another one of those memory or not was like movie magic moments of like just yeah. absolute comedy gold he comes out on stage he talks to the crowd a little bit and he says, I understand you all want to hear some new music from me. And the whole crowd roars their approval. And he says, well, I wanted a father, but that shit yeah. didn't happen either. <laughs> so I'm going to go through my catalog. Right. And then he went and through you're going to sing along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like... you, you fuckers are going to sing along. Oh, my God. And guess what they did? They did exactly that. <laughs> I, need to, I need to see him again, man. I saw him at the worst time and I need to just see the new stuff. I, I'm uh, not going to lie. That is on on the list now. That now that I've 
yeah. hit damn near all my lists minus Frank Ocean, which will probably never happen. No, Tyler's going to have to be very high on that list now. I, yeah. I'm shocked that I have. See, seeing Frank Ocean live at this point, even with all the IG stories he's been posting, is like it's like seeing a unicorn. It's just you're either tripping or it's just never going to happen. And 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 that's one of those things. I just want to like throw back to an earlier episode when we talked about the Coachella disaster. And yeah. I was in the Discord afterwards making memes about the whole we did the thumbnail and, and all that. And I was <laughs> like I was like, POV, you spent you sold your house to go see Frank Ocean <laughs> when instead you could have rolled marijuana because that's a cheap vacation. Quite literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> mistakes were made. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh I don't think we're ever going to get that. I'm just it's sad and depressing and I've learned to accept it. Some things you cannot have. It is what it is. Who knows? Maybe, maybe with a recent press tour for New Blue Sun, Andre will just wheel him out Honestly, at some point to do something. I mean, he did say uh, he played it for Tyler and Frank, so yeah, maybe a little inspiration for him there. But uh, the the fans are starving. He posted a ten second snippet on Instagram. Within seconds, every single page, not even music pages, every single page I follow on Instagram. Had the snippet on their page. circulating, yeah. And I was like, "Jeez, man!" You know, it's you know, it's people are down bad when ESPN picks it up and is like, "New Frank <laughs> Ocean." Yes. Yeah, that brother starving. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, please, god. Frank Ocean, come save us, <laughs> heal the, the world. The the way you said that, there's this there's this guy, and this is gonna sound really dumb coming from me because of the podcastity. <laughs> But there's this comedian who comes up on my feed on on Instagram all the time who is hilarious. Yeah. Black comedian. And he does this bit where he'll, like, if something dramatic or intense happens in the crowd, he'll sing, like, a little, like, I don't know if it's, like, a a church hymn or, like, a a song or something. But (laughs) something dramatic will happen in the crowd. Like, somebody says, like, a ridiculous response. And he'll just stop, walk away, and be like, wait in the water. (laughs) (laughs) And real <laughs> when you said when you said they're starving i thought of that exactly just like stop wait in the water <laughs> yes literally quite literally <laughs> god i need to find that guy i'll send him to you next time he pops up on my feed he's amazing but but i love that yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the the one <laughs> the reason i was saying it, it's like a meme from a movie i don't know the movie but, <laughs> but i think it's um oh my god who's the actor it's a famous black actor and i can't think about it now I have no idea, but but the the clip I saw where he did that was he was go, doing like crowd work, going around talking to people. And there's this guy sitting in VIP off to the side. This was like in Atlanta, I think. And this guy's sitting there with not one but two white women in his VIP booth. And this, the comedian goes, "Hey, brother, these both of these girls are yours." And he's like, "Yes, sir." Turns away, wait. <laughs> I like that. That's dope. We yeah. need to go see a comedy show. Sorry, off topic, but we need to go see a comedy show. It just came up in my mind. Honestly, nobody's <laughs> comedy review? Brandon would freaking lose his mind. <laughs> I'm right. pretty sure we could find a recording of his old skit. Maybe we'll go. review that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, um, that's all the news. Uh, Jasper, what do you have cooked for us today? What are we talking about? Well, I decided that, uh, you know, it's been another slow week in terms of our typical genre. And I had so much fun with things Purvis hasn't listened to as like a sub subcategory of podcast. We should make that, we should make that like, 
yeah, we should make that like one of our YouTube lists of like episodes where it's like exposing Purvis to new content. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because we do it every year. It's just like, okay, September, we're all going to listen to albums we don't listen to. They do this every year. Um, you know what? I'm going to make you listen to gospel next year. <laughs> bet. Do it. I will do it. I don't care. We could each have, we could each have a folder of like things that we did not know that now we know. True. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> Shout out Trevor Noah. But um, yeah, so this week we are doing another album that is near and dear to my heart. Critically, I think this album is not obviously as on a pedestal as um, Dark Side of the Moon. But this is an album that I personally place higher than Dark Side of the Moon. This is probably, this might be album three of my top five albums of all time. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's up there. And okay. we're we're covering Discovery by Daft Punk, the 2001 release that changed the face of electronic music forever. Yes. Yeah. This is iconic. I want to go through and we're gonna break it all down. We're gonna go through the entire track list. We've even got like a little game set up. But before we we do all that, I need to know what is your level of experience with Daft Punk? Have you listened to them before independently of the podcast? Like, what's your familiarity level? Um. At least for Daft Punk, I, I will say I'm not as lost as I was for um, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, well, I don't Just blame because, you. Just because, yeah, th- this is much more recent. Yeah. Um, if anything, this is a music genre I'm <clears throat> slightly more familiar with, I would say. Mm-hmm. Just because, and, and I'll get deeper into it later. It was a point I'm going to bring up later. But I feel like having hip-hop as my main genre of music mm-hmm. has had a a huge impact on how I consume other music in general. Yeah. And just because like something like hip hop focuses so much on the lyrics and the words, like I am looking for meaning in words, but in reality, this type of music isn't very like heavy with words in general. Mm -hmm. It's more about the feeling and how you react to the music and things like that. So with that being said, I, I am more familiar with Daft Punk just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music I don't consume often, so this was a treat. I'm not going to lie. It, it was a treat. I quickly realized that I understood the impact that Daft Punk has on electric music, EDM, and anything that's even somewhat close to that. <laughs> but I didn't realize how much I knew. Like This was me filling in the gaps, essentially. Um, I knew half the songs, yeah. believe it or not. Yep. Like, like actually, like no half the songs full, full uh, start to end. And this was like, okay, let me listen to the rest of the album. Let me find out because, and this happens in all genres and all albums. You mm-hmm. hear the hits and then you yeah. miss the mini. You, you miss the middle parts. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. It was nice coming back to this. I know enough about Daft Punk to like have a conversation about it even prior to this album. Mm-hmm. And this was uh this was a nice listen to. It was dope. Really dope. That's good, yeah. For me, I I first really started seriously listening to Daft Punk probably as a sophomore in high school. I had a mm-hmm. music teacher who was really into them. And at that point I had I knew most of their hits, if not all of their hits, just in passing, but I never actually sat down and like listened to the albums. And I did. That was like the first time when I did and I started out at the beginning, started with homework and then worked my way mm-hmm. through. And I was in the same boat where it's like, it's a discovery, if you will, but I'm <laughs> of of the whole the whole kind of, not just the genre, but also like that specific style and that 
that set of tracks. It's like, oh, so that's who this is, you know, that moment. Mm-hmm. And oh, I mean, 100%. there are other artists who are from this period across genres who I've had that experience with. I remember when I discovered Nirvana, like fully for myself in like seventh or eighth grade. And I knew every single song off of Nevermind. I just never put it together. They were like, all, oh. that they were all Nirvana. <laughs> I was just, because yeah. my experience was like, in grade school being in the in the car and like it comes on on the radio and you never hear what what the the song is at the very end the announcer like oh. says it or whatever and it's like oh well it's just you don't song. even control it it's just like oh the radio's on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> exactly so, so so yeah there there are definitely a lot of albums in this period that have that kind of like mm. kickoff for me in that way <clears throat> um <clears throat> going off of that was there anything going into this that you kind of expected in terms of the way the album would sound or maybe something you would pick up on something you hoped for or something you maybe didn't think you were going to hear or didn't want to hear um at, at least in terms of like going down lists of like expectations wants and like fears and things like that um i expected this to be extremely familiar mm-hmm. um even looking at the lineup of the songs before pressing play one more time obviously i knew that um harder better faster stronger obviously <laughs> i knew that yeah. <laughs> through the samples um something about us i knew that immediately mm-hmm. so in terms of expectations like it just coming in with a positive mindset that, that's all um i didn't know if it was going to be very word heavy but i feel like my introduction to anything close to this was like <laughs> the dubstep era when like you had an xbox original <laughs> and you listen to strelex and it's just like that is my reference the, the borderlands 2 trailer that features doomsday by nero from like 2012 2011 2012 yes. yeah that that was Literally. a moment that was a moment. <laughs> so that that was my like expectations just like okay this is electronic music um so what i was excited for is like i said it was just filling in the gaps i feel like you know all the hits but there's so much more behind albums in terms of like their stories, their message, what the artist was going through at the time. Um, what I wanted was just good music in reality, because I know when you approach an album like this, you had to realize the gravity of like the artists. You had to realize the gravity of the album. Um, I think I told you and I sent you screenshots already. Like I've made a list recently of like albums I just never get around to. Yeah. And it's just like it's intimidating to even look at the list it's just like man i haven't listened to marvin Gaye. that's like the most i have just one question sold album ever <laughs> i just have one question for you when it comes to that what's mm. going on <laughs> what's going on I literally love i love that song <laughs> but it, and again that's the thing it's just like okay what's going on that's the hit but it's just like what's the rest of the album yeah what's I the rest of like? yeah <laughs> what else is going on yeah but um well another thing that like <laughs> approaching the album mm-hmm. the closest thing i can have to this because i don't have the background electronic music is soul train believe it or not <laughs> well, well, well it, it's literally it. soul train for me no that's 100 percent valid um did you get a chance to listen to the samples playlist i put together no no i purposely or did you post it i sent you a, a link with uh uh sexy to me yeah i sent you like a spotify link of basically all of the samples for this album but i said don't look them up this is just a list of them play them on shuffle and then we're gonna go through and we'll see like if you can pair them up when did you send it 
when we were talking about the other day. If you didn't get it, don't worry about it. But oh, we'll, okay, okay, we'll go, we'll go through. <laughs> now I feel like I, I, I missed out on the game. But but, ba- but basically, yeah, you're right. This this entire sound is founded in disco as as a sound, yeah. and disco draws all of that from. I mean, originally it's like. I would I would venture to say like early R and B, but then you have like a mm-hmm. dance flair on top of it, and a lot of the artists who are who are tapped for these features are black across the entire yep. spectrum for this album. So, absolutely, yeah. It, it, like like you said, it just kind of makes sense that it all pairs together because like it, <laughs> I was laughing because I feel like a reason I never get around to albums like this is because like it just doesn't really match my like personality in general. Yeah, like I don't don't dance <laughs> and i'm not a very high energetic person typically yeah um unless i'm like passionate about something obviously but that's everyone um so like i'm on the train going to work and listening to it for the first time mm-hmm. and this, this is a really like popular video of like a camera's panning across like the soul train like show mm-hmm. and the guys up there on stage i've seen it i've seen it i know exactly the one he's doing like the what's he doing he's got like his his hands are like together he's doing like this weird snake thing or whatever i know exactly what you're talking about he was going crazy that's, and everyone's like he is on the purest cocaine this is the 70s that, that has been on my feed and it's everyone's like my guy is feeling it <laughs> Just like I want what he's taking, and that's essentially like listening to music like this. Like I am calm on the train going to my nine to five, and in my head, I'm the orange guy. Just going crazy. Maybe I am the orange guy. Um, I have a very, very similar video saved on my phone that I have to send you. I went with some friends a couple months ago to what's that jazz bar in River North that's like super famous and popular? It's basically like there's like these two sides and they play like different shows on each side while they set up for the other one. I forget what it's called. I have to, let me look it up. But I was there with friends and we were watching a set and it's it's like River North area. The most coked up white man you've ever seen doing that exact thing. And you know someone's really coked up when they, their shoulders reach a certain level of looseness yeah. where they're like... Yep. <laughs> and, and this man was doing like full on like shimmy 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 where he was like leaning down and then back up but he was like rolling the shoulders i was was like this man (laughs) no amount of beer can stop this man tonight (laughs) it it is over this 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 is the energy level you guys want to start a business (laughs) (laughs) that man was straight peaking just just going crazy yeah he was he was feeling it and i I don't blame him at all but it's absolutely iconic like people who get down to music like that in public props because that's definitely not me like i could i would never be so bold but yeah the embarrassment back there just (laughs) also i don't do cocaine i never have so it's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like what is i don't have that effect what must that be like yeah um but yeah, it, but that's that was like my main reference. That like I thought Soul Train mostly when like listening or approaching this album, just in general. A hundred percent. That's like completely like a not only valid. That's like I guess what I would expect if you weren't like a big like fan things. of disco, literally. Yeah. Um, with that being said, <clears throat> now that we've kind of gotten our our impressions. I'm curious, what would you say were like was like a highlight for you versus a low light of the album? Maybe like a favorite track and a least favorite track. Um, I did think about this prior as well because I don't want to say the obvious answers because like, harder, better, faster, stronger. I already know this song. 
Kanye made it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) obviously not. But like, that was my reference. So I didn't want to say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Aerodynamic is a banger. Aerodynamic is a banger. I love that song. Yes. Um, That was probably my highlight in terms of like, I would go back and listen to this, even though this isn't like it considered a hit song off the album. It actually is. This one? Because Aerodynamic and One More Time flow into each other. So those two are oh, I guess very closely. Sense. It's like a back-to-back. In terms of plays, it's not there on Spotify. And I mean, that's really not representative of anything. But in terms of popularity, mm. those are it's up, up there. there. And okay, that's fair. Another album that I think you would definitely enjoy check, checking out is Alive 2007, which is Daft Punk's live album from their Alive tour. Okay. Um, Brandon and I have talked about it a little bit on some earlier episodes. But basically... I personally think, and this is just me being biased, I think it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, live album of all time. Because the entire thing, every single song where it's divided, it doesn't matter. It's in a single live set all the way through that happens to be Mm -hmm. cut up in certain parts. And when Aerodynamic comes on, the crowd goes absolutely wild. Like, and, And the thing is, because a lot of their songs are in the same time signatures, they're like mashing stuff up live on set like on the thing so you'll hear like robot rock and mm-hmm. robot rock will become part of the song technologic off of the same album buy it use it break it fix it trash it change it and it'll like those two songs will like overlay and they okay. do that with they, they do that with stuff on discovery too and it's just it's super exciting oh yeah okay i didn't know that i'll yeah. have to see the live version that does sound dope though so with that said what would you say is a low light or your least favorite track Surprising, my least favorite track would be Digital Love. Really? Personally. It was... This is going to sound weird. It was too happy. (laughs) It was was too uplifting, which I know sounds crazy. But it was like one of the ones just like... I don't know. That's interesting. It didn't hit me as hard. I don't think it's a bad song, but like it was just so much energy. And like... I, I won't say this is a dark album in any sense, but I feel like certain songs might have some darker elements to it or darker sounds to it. Definitely. If that's a better word for it. And Digital Love is just like, like, fuck it. <laughs> All happy. So that's one that's just like, I don't think it's a bad song. I just didn't like it as much. Gotcha, yeah. <clears throat> I think that it's not my favorite track on the album. I, I really, I do enjoy it. But I think it does provide a nice break from the high energy because you get two very high energy songs back to back with one more time in aerodynamic and then you have that kind of valley of digital love and then it goes back hard into harder better faster stronger right so, so it's kind of like a, a little cooling off period like if you were seeing this album as a show all the way through those first two songs would have you sweating and you right. got to cool it down a little bit before you get back finally relax it. a little bit <laughs> yeah for me my highlights i would say obviously one more time is iconic like mm-hmm. you can't get away from it. Face right. to face is also up there for me. I love face to face. Oh yeah, it's a good song. I like that one. There's that. There's that break. There's. The, I don't know if you picked it up, but there's a, a part where there's like a the music cuts right when mm-hmm. the, the the vocals go. I tried to forget cut until I hit the bottom, and then it comes back in with the bass line on till I hit the bottom. That's like really nice. Yeah. I like um, that. It's like kind of it's it's like a low key banger, I guess, is the way I would describe it. My least favorite, I think, is Short Circuit. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it, it just has that super goofy intro. And like, I get it. It's a robot that's like malfunctioning. And as the song progresses. Oh, yeah, I remember. It like literally messed. I thought it, my like, headphones it were messing down. up. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it breaks down. Yeah, the entire track starts to fall apart. Like it's like a robot shutting down. And it's musically yeah. very cool. But I think that. It's creative. It, I'll give them that. It following very disco. Very disco. Very disco. Um, mm. That track feels like, so, even though it's instrumental, it feels very like sincere and just like uniform and prompt in kind of a way and then it goes into this (laughs) it goes into this like very goofy instrumentation so yeah for me that's not not my favorite that's valid i it's killing me i can't remember what song it is but it was one song i was really impressed with hum it hum that melody let's hear it i'll know it (laughs) (laughs) i don't just think i okay i'll say this i listened to this album three or four times so yeah enough to like listen to everything and absorb it but like not enough to know it right now yeah um there was but there is one specific song god it's gonna kill me now does it does it have words or no words it doesn't have a lot of words it does have words but it's a short amount of words but the reason it stood out to me is because it reminded me of a more traditional dj set um interesting and, and the reason i'm saying that it sounded like somebody was actually live changing the actual sounds it's it's a very repeating lyric but it's being said and the beat changes every time they say the lyric where i was like that actually sounds like stuff that hip-hop just rips it's it's crescendals isn't it uh that's one where it's like bump 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 and it's like right and then then down and up and then down yeah it does that like repeating thing i think so and then there's like a point where like one it, instrument goes out it, like, and then comes back and it then like, that comes it back. chops up. It goes like ba 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 and then it goes back into right. the yeah, that's crescendo. Something yeah. like that. It feels very But that was one it was like different. it literally feels like a DJ set. Yeah. Where it's just like I feel like that's how you discover music in hip hop. Or like as a producer, that's mm-hmm. how you discover beats. Yeah. You take something and you just start messing with it, and you toy with it, you throw this in, you take that out, and you just and it's it was really dope to see them put that in a song. Like, obviously, electronic music might be a little bit more focused towards DJing, give or take. But, like, being able to put that in the song in so many different versions of a beat with parts taken in and out, that it's so dope. That's why I got the stem player. Like, being able to mess with the music. Yeah, to play around like with producer, that. That's is very clearly, like, hip-hop would rip this kind of stuff. Yeah, without shelling out money for a Pioneer deck. Right. So, so I guess... That's a perfect segue into, I'm curious, like, what is your familiarity with Daft Punk across hip hop? Because there have been crossovers. We touched on one, which is stronger, Mm. but they kind of have had their hands on things in a broader sense. Are you familiar with any other kinds of cross, cross contamination interactions that they've had? It's one of those things where like, I know that it exists Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in a sense. But, like, I know their hands are kind of all over the industry with a lot of popular songs, and you don't know it till you just, like, one day you come across it. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like, the other songs. I'm pretty sure there's, a, there's another Kanye song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that takes it away. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I know, like, specific songs? I don't know. So I'll tell you. I'll give you two. The one that you're thinking of, uh, I Am a God, off of Yeezus. Okay. Is produced by Guy Manuel. So that's the gold helmet. Is Key Manuel. Yeah. So, yeah, he produced an early version of... He produced I Am A God, or co-produced it, but 
an early demo version of that became Modern Jam. So Modern oh, Jam. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern Jam that. is also a Guy Manuel produced track. That so, makes sense. and there's actually a lyric in that in that song that talks about it. Travis says, Guy Manuel brought it on from France. This my new Modern Jam." And he's referencing the production. Nope. Yeah, so oh, yeah. so that's in there. Um we also got to talk about the weekend. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about I know the weekend has worked with them. The more. Starboy era. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know the songs? Ooh, no. They they produced I think two. I think they I think they produced two songs for the weekend. They if both, I was to guess that hits. now to be fair, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to Starboy in a minute. Um False Alarm, 100% is one of them. False Alarm, I'm assuming. No? Not that I know right. of. It, it's possible, but there are two that are 100% confirmed. It's like they worked on. I feel it coming. I feel like it's one. Yep. That is one. <laughs> as soon they as I actually, played it, I was like, okay, no. That they are sense. actually featured on it. There's a bridge where you hear robot voices doing it. That's oh, Daft okay, Punk well. on the song. Oh, then the other one is probably Starboy. Then correct. Yes. Yeah. No. The two hits. <laughs> the, the the two two billion plays. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they have they have their little breakdown on I feel it coming, and then they are also, um, I think they do also have a bit where they do the the chorus to Starboy. If I remember right, I haven't listened to that in a while either. Another fun fact for you: they are in the music video for I feel it coming. Oh, really? At I don't vi- know if I've seen the music video. At the very end. So the music videos flow together. And it bums me out because there could have been so much more of a narrative here. This is like what I really get into in terms of like why I come to hip-hop or like just mm-hmm. the genre in general. The video for I Feel It Coming, the weekend is walking around this alien planet. And everything's like falling apart, right? There's like women, a woman made out of stone and he's like singing, serenading, whatever. And then stuff's falling apart. And then he becomes stone in the very end. But then it fades to black. And then it comes up again and daft punk are standing like on the planet's surface and there's like this there's like they're like in these big black cloaks you just see the helmets and then one of them reaches down and wipes snow off of this like purple thing in the ground and you don't know what it is but then it emits this like sound and you realize the sound that it's emitting it's like a radio it sounds like a radio signal but it's actually mm. the opening note of Starboy where it's like it goes like it kind of like fades in and then it goes into it and then that's like potentially the start of Starboy Starboy video is very different but musically that's right. there's a connection yeah. there yeah no, that makes sense which is pretty which cool. is even more dope because in reality it's the first and last song so it's almost like a uh, a cycle type of effect mm-hmm. or a rotation type of effect I should say yeah it's yeah, it's like a circular story almost, mm-hmm. and it's impossible to talk about Daft Punk at this point without bringing up Pharrell. Obviously, yeah, yeah that also makes Pharrell being another like long time collaborator of theirs across a bunch of different stuff. So again, I, I feel like it's just one of those things where like, if you don't know the name Daft Punk, then it's like you, you don't listen to music. <laughs> I, I feel like it's to that point where some names you just should know; they're household names. I have a I have a hot take. Okay. Daft Punk is the MF Doom of electronic music. See, here's the thing. I haven't had my MF Doom deep dive yet. No, no, no. But so here's, I... here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Everybody knows that it's culturally culturally relevant, but of those people, how many have actually gone through the discography? They both wear masks. They're both super elusive. 
They're both now out okay. of music for one reason or another. <laughs> and they have extremely passionate, passionate fans who will talk your head off about anything related to the, that subject, regardless of like whether or not you're interested. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's fair. I, I will give you that. Qualitatively, I I just, qualitatively I, I... they are similar. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it makes sense. <laughs> I feel like, I, I don't know. And that's the other thing. So maybe you're right, because in my opinion, MF Doom, even though people may not listen to it all the time, it is also a household name. If you listen to hip hop, you know MF Doom. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Because I feel like, in my opinion, I don't even listen to this genre of music often. Yeah. I know De- who Daft Punk is. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know their names, <laughs> right. but, but I know who, who, what the group is, I should say. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Like, even if, I'll put it this way, even if people don't know Daft Punk, don't know who they are, whatever, you've seen the helmets in pop <laughs> You know the helmets. And you know what? I would say the same is true for the, for the MF Doom mask. The Mad Villainy, oh, yeah, yeah. the Mad Villainy yeah. cover. People have seen that and have no idea what that album is. Yeah, no. my mom being one of them, for example, Dude, probably. People hear rap snitch knitches or whatever, and like they know what it is. They're yeah. like, come on. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think that's kind of a funny parallel. It's like, like supposedly secret yet hugely influential right. artist <laughs> in this space. You know who this is. Yeah. Literally, I, I will say this. We'll, we'll circle back next Halloween after we finish our MF Doom phase the and MF, see if it holds up. MF Deep Dive, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, with that, I guess we can. We, we kind of touched on favorite, least favorite songs, but I kind of want to run through the, the track list real quick. It's not the mm-hmm. longest, we can just kind of go through each song. I'm curious what your thoughts were as far as like how it flows what you like about a track if there's anything you don't like about a track or what what you think you might come out of this listening to if you were to add any of these songs to your rotation um i mean honestly if we were to go down the line then obviously one more time is an extremely popular song Certified iconic, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a class this album i feel like deserves to be called a classics at this point um so yeah one more time i, I don't have much to say about it just because like it's one more time i actually know i like the first time listening to this one more time i will say this works better as an edited cut mm-hmm. i feel like and it might just be too familiarity but every time i've heard this song it is in shortcuts here's the chorus there it is i did not realize this song is over five minutes long yes. <laughs> and there are quiet parts in the song where like there's a dead period in the middle of the song and i was nice, like what just happened it has a nice breakdown yeah um but that's like the only thing that pointed out to me i don't it doesn't make me like or hate it more but it was just like oh this is a five minute song this yeah. is a longer than this is longer than the majority of songs i listen to <laughs> um but yeah, that, that's the only take I had on that. And then it goes into Aerodynamic, which the opening sounds like a WWE walkout. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's really funny. And then, <laughs> and then it just goes into the music. So, I mean, that's one takeaway I had. Um, but I love that song, honestly. Probably one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on the um, album. <clears throat> Um, and then into digital love mentioned that before is just too happy. 
too happy <laughs> last night i had a dream of <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't i don't blame you for that i think that's I, I don't think that's a hot take i think it's like a song that people like so you mm. not liking it or liking it less like maybe maybe a little bit controversial but i i see where you're coming yeah. from 100 percent. exactly i if someone likes it not mad at them it's yeah. a good song just not for me yeah um harder better faster stronger Kanye. <laughs> That's Mr. my only comment. Wake up, Mr. West. <laughs> that is my only comment. Certified Kanye moment. Fun story. Um, I got into electronic before I got into hip hop. This was my gateway to Kanye. Like I had heard oh, all really? this, I had heard all of the stuff off of college dropout, late registration, all through grade school, middle school, whatever. But it wasn't until high school when it was like early, so early early high school, like late freshman, early sophomore year, where I like got into Daft Punk and then Kanye was the graduation was the, the stepping stone into Kanye for me in that way. It mm-hmm. was through Daft Punk. Hmm. Hot take hot take. Stronger as a song is too long and definitely outwore its welcome with me pretty quickly after I like oh, discovered really? Kanye. Yeah. I have a I have a question then off of that take. Hmm. Is it too long of a song or does it suffer from its popularity? Both. Because I, okay. Because <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, there, there are multiple songs out there that I've said this for years. There are songs that are certified hits yeah. that I hate. And it's just because I heard it too much. Hold on, we're going home. I hate that song. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not because it's just like a bad song. It's just because I heard it on the radio five times a day. I mean, that was me with and Channel Orange. I feel like Orange. it's the same effect with this. That was me with Channel Orange with Thinking About You for a long for a long time. Up until yeah, recently. Yeah. Up until recently Thinking when I had my, my, my Frank Ocean baptism, thanks to you. <laughs> you are welcome. I was about to drive in Welcome the ocean. to the light. <laughs> yeah. um, but Stronger is five minutes and 11 seconds. It is It is a long song. On an album. But it, it's, it's a three-verse song. We don't get those often. Yes, but it's also on an album that is comprised of anthems, and it's music designed to be played in the stadium. And five-minute songs is an anthem. Yeah, but, but five-minute songs don't lend themselves to that format generally. I would say another right. song, another song that breaks the mold that I also dislike off of graduation. While we're talking about it, "Drunken mm-hmm. Hot Girls." That's not a hot take, though. A I don't care. For, I don't care for it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say that's one of the ones that can be cut. How that little sippy sippy. <laughs> like, stop it. I hate you. <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> I, did, it. I did not tell Kanye to say that. I did not tell Kanye to put that on the album. Look, I did not tell Jay-Z look, to say that. I think that's Jay-Z, look, isn't it? There is plenty that Kanye has said that I didn't tell Kanye to say. We know. We know. <laughs> Buddy. We are one year out from from day zero. I know we know. <laughs> day zero. That's what I'm calling it. Def, Defcon five. Everyone's going crazy. Three, but yes. <laughs> uh, but yes. Pain, um, pain, pain, pain. Anyway, mo- moving on to the rest of the songs. Of Christian Dolls, I believe is the DJ one. Yes. I would have to re-listen to the album to remember. It is. I believe if that is the one. Um, I love it. I absolutely love that song. I'm actually. I didn't say this early in the news just because we kind of whipped right into it, but I will be seeing Code of the Friend tomorrow or Saturday. Ooh. And then next Wednesday for Blackout Wednesday, I'm seeing Galantis. I'm very You're excited. You're seeing for Galantis? Me. Bro. It's going to be. I'm dope. jealous. I hope, yeah. I hope, I hope Galantis does Hunter. That's a good ass song. 
if you're interested, I'm. I know the original tickets are sold out, but it, the resale is like ten dollars more. So if you're interested, interested, let me know. I'm going with like a pretty big group. What day is it? It's literally black on Wednesday. Hmm. Next one. So just let me know. Um. But interesting. Not to get too sidetracked. I'm excited for a DJ set. Yes. So anyway, um, and then if I'm being honest, at this point of the album, I don't think it's a bad thing in any way. But it was just like an enjoyable listen. Yeah. Like it 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 perfectly played as background music. And I feel like a lot of people say that as a negative thing, but I don't mean it in a negative way. Like I turned this on while playing Rocket League and it was amazing. You just went on autopilot. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Literally. Um Night Vision, I believe, is an interlude. It's a very softer song. It's very soft. Oh. This it is kinda like plays over this is one of the songs that got me interested in talking to you about the samples so like okay. if at some point you go through and you listen to that list i made i would love to hear your your takes on like trying to pair up which sample goes to which song or like which which song is a sample for which track on here mm-hmm. but this okay, is but... this is one i'll just i'll just put this put this one out there for everybody listening um <clears throat> night vision is a song that never officially had a sample confirmed or credited but people have been able to reproduce what it actually is and Mm. and it's a song that actually was not popular up until much more recently but guardians of the galaxy came out in 2014 i think guardians of the galaxy i'm not a movie person i don't want (laughs) to guardians of the galaxy soundtrack brought like late 70s early 80s music to the forefront of pop culture again in a way that hadn't been done in a long time one of the songs in that set of of in that track list is I'm Not in Love by 10CC, which is like an 80s group. It's like slow, kind of pop-esque, very synth, very like heavy synth. Mm-hmm. 10CC was never officially listed as like one of the samples on here, like that song I'm Not in Love, but that's what it is. What ha- They took the backing to that track, they slowed it down, they pitched it down, and that is what makes Night Vision. It's just that it was never officially confirmed, but multiple people who have gone and done like sample breakdowns have been able to take 10cc's song and mm-hmm. cut it and then slow it down and align it exactly, like beat for beat. So wow. kind of a cool hidden hidden sample on there. That is kind of dope. But see, that's one of the things I would miss just because like, I wouldn't have listened to oh, yeah. the... Yeah. Other version. Well, people missed it for years is the thing. So when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and this song got popular, people were like, oh, hey, this sounds like this. And we have the means to like reproduce it. You know. (laughs) Yeah. So so that was something that came to light more recently for sure, which I think is interesting. Because, you know, it's like how many other artists have like super chopped samples hidden of like music that we just don't know enough about to. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like there's a whole world there. (laughs) That's the definition of rap music. It, it's a sample in every song. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. Um, so going out of that, superheroes. I'm curious what your take is on this one, because this um, one is high energy. It is very like high energy. I I enjoy superheroes. Um, I will say it's more like an anthem. I feel like if any, please don't jump up here. Okay, <laughs> just waiting for the orange like, tail I'm, at the I'm bottom. I'm literally of the looking at them, and I'm like, bro, please. Sorry. Um, 
this was a chant. Sorry, this was like a chant anthem. I feel like this is actually something that I would hear at a DJ set and literally just do like this for ten minutes and not complain. One hundred percent. But it, it's a very high energy song. I do like it. The lasers didn't hit really for me. Oh, during the br- the, like like the bridge, yeah. Yeah, the lasers wasn't really for me. I don't think it's bad, but yeah. just wasn't really for me. Um, but decent song, no complaints. Can you tell what the vocals are saying? For the entire song, they say it like a hundred times. I thought it was just screaming, "Yeah." <laughs> nope. What is it? That you you can't can't make it out. I, it took me so long to figure out what they're saying. Now I gotta look up the lyrics. Now I'm curious. It's, the, 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 <laughs> I didn't even. The vocal that's being repeated is "Something's in the air." Oh, okay. That actually kind of makes sense then. Yeah, but it's like the way it's cut, the something starts right at the end of air. So it feels like that's part of like like the, the pause is somewhere else, but it's not. Bro. It's so weird. Yeah. I, I, went, I went to Genius. And I... <laughs> it's just the same thing a hundred times. <laughs> we lost him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Purpose has been broken by Daft Punk. It says produced by Daft Punk in parentheses. Then it says refrain parentheses. And then it just says nothing in the air. And I have to scroll my will like three times to get to the bottom. Yeah. Yep. It's just something in the air a hundred times. Yep. Okay. Something's in the air. Maybe it's a superhero. God, I really want I really want there to be a scene in the next ep- season of The Boys that features this song while Homelander's just like wrecking shit or something. Okay. Now, I understand the lyrics now. There you go. Now I understand why I said it's a chat. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, moving on from that, we have uh, High Life. How do you feel about High Life? I like it. It's not a highlight for me, even though the life is very high. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's a good track. I think that it is definitely overshadowed by what follows it, though. Obviously. Something About Us is huge. That's another song that I just kind of know. Something About Us is a certified banger. And if I remember right, zero samples. Oh, really? It's just I think, I think there's like three or four songs on this album that are zero samples, and this is one of them. And this is a, uh, in the midst of all the, I don't want to say noise in a bad way, but of all the high energy, it is a very nice. This, I'm probably gonna laugh. This is like Japanese lo-fi jazz. Interesting. That's essentially what this is to me. I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. The bass is you phenomenal. Know? I definitely get that. I see what you mean, especially the latter half where you get that kind of like building keyboard. It, like, yeah, it goes up. Bow, wow, wow. Yep. Bow, it's just, wow, it's wow. literally yeah. Japanese jazz. Don't it, you? It don't, is literally that. Yeah. And, and for all our listeners, don't you love that we have to like enunciate these sounds because there aren't lyrics for us to be like, oh, yeah, all's my life. I had to fight. It's like we have to specify musically okay. what we're talking about instead of like it's a being... specific lyrical reference <laughs> maybe if so, one day maybe if one day we get that spotify like partnership sponsorship like hideo kojima has for his podcast then we can actually yeah. intermix like spotify tracks into the so, in, into the podcast because that's a thing that some people can do yes so if you want us to do that 
smash that like button hit subscribe hit the <laughs> notification bell like hey button. smash that like button add us to your rotation follow us on spotify and hit that bell <laughs> maybe one day we'll we'll get to that level where we can in, intermix or, or link these songs in and then be able to play for you what we're talking about instead of just sitting here going do 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 what what I would say, which is actually impressive for us, a lot of my friends mentioned there's not a lot of podcasts that have video in Spotify. So I think we're doing some right. Hopefully. <clears throat> um, but building off of what you were saying previously, mm-hmm. if that was the point I was gonna bring up earlier, it is I don't know, it's a bittersweet feeling, a blessing and a curse. Having hip hop being my main genre of music. Mm-hmm just because it does rely so heavily on the lyrics. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. We just talked about the praise from samples and messing with the beats. There's so much that go into a hip-hop song that you need to pay attention to and mm-hmm. that you can enjoy. But the lyrics is just so much more heavy than any other genre. So it's just something that I noticed that like listening to other genres, it is so much more difficult for me because... I feel like in hip hop, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, I would say you are told what to think. Like you are given the message and when you break it down, Mm -hmm. you're meant it's a theme or a topic that they dive into and you're almost spoon fed what they're meant to think about. Unless like the lyrics are super miracle and deep and all this other stuff you can come to your own conclusions obviously when you listen to music you come to your own conclusions it is so much different when listening to any other genre i feel like i do okay with rock because there are some lyrics behind it but like listening to turnstile it has that chant listening to this has that chant surprisingly enough dark side of the moon was easier for me to digest than some of the other ones that i've mentioned but it's it's so interesting listening to this music and having to be like oh yeah this beat i like or oh yeah this one sound i like yeah and that's all i can really yep <laughs> i pull up the lyrics and something is in the air a thousand times <laughs> something wasn't i can't the... use that <laughs> narrator, narrator voice something in fact was in the air <laughs> literally where's morgan freeman when i need him <laughs> but it's just something that i found super interesting and i don't know if other people come across that feeling that have hip hop as a main genre, or if other people who don't have hip hop as a main genre have that same impact, mm-hmm. or like how do they look at rap when they're like, okay, now you're being told what's what's really being said. Yeah. So it's just something interesting. All right. So another something about us is that we probably both like the next song, Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. Voyager was good. I do like Voyager. Voyager like is one of my favorites on here. One of my favorite instrumental ones. Um, mm-hmm. The bass line is crazy. If you listen to this with good headphones, the bass line is unbelievable. Fun fact, Tomas, the other the, <clears throat> the silver helmet, mm-hmm. um, Tomas Bengalter, he plays, or Bengaltier, he plays the bass. So I would be surprised oh, if, okay. it's him, if it's him actually playing bass on this. I'm not entirely sure. Um, that, and then there's like another instrument... I think it's a synth, but it almost sounds like wind chimes where they it plays like the keyboard melody. It's like and it like yeah. builds up throughout. There's just there's some super solid instrumentation on here, and it's all over like a rhythm guitar that's just going in the background. To me, this feels like an outro track almost, and it's not, but it definitely feels it like the conclusion work. to something. 
honestly, it, it could work as one. I, I do like that. Although I will say, and we'll, we'll get to in a second, mm-hmm. too long is a perfect outro track in my opinion. We'll oh, 100%. It. And it's exactly <clears throat> 10 minutes in length. OCD likey. It, it is the longest song on the album. And I didn't realize it was 10 minutes until I like was listening and I was like, this can't be the same song. And I look at my phone, I was like, it's the same song. But I have to um, know, can you feel it? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't make me think, like, can you feel the love? So I was just like, no, that's not it. <laughs> Wait, stop, go back. <laughs> um, But an- another thing I was going to say, both off speaking on Voyager mm-hmm. and the next, uh, no, the next song, I don't know how to pronounce that. You said it was very disco. Yeah, it's, so it's 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 Veridis Quo is the yeah, yeah, actual yeah. name, but it's meant to be pronounced like very disco. These Both of these songs, like, specifically, mm-hmm. Have you ever played Hotline Miami? Yeah, I've, I've I've put multiple songs from it in playlists that we've made for this show. <laughs> See, that's my point. But like, I feel like this whole album is Hotline Miami or something like it. <laughs> like, it's just I feel like I'm playing Hotline Miami. <laughs> that's valid. It's like it's like chaotic good Hotline Miami, <laughs> whereas like <laughs> yes. Hotline Miami is neutral evil Hotline Miami. <laughs> It's just evil. <laughs> what do you mean? It's no. It's it's neutral evil because because the 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 Don Juan is like slightly what's his what's the word? Don Juan is a little he's a little forgiving compared to the other two. I guess with so. the mask. Well, I mean, if you think, and we'll go on a little side conversation. Have you looked up like the lore? No, to Hotline I also haven't actually finished Bro. the second one. So okay, I'm not even gonna say anything. I look up the I lore. The first one though, yeah. I'm just saying, look mm-hmm. up the lore to Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Jasper. This is like the darkest game I know. Yeah, it's up like, there. I, I know it, it's it up is there. It is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. some of the, the, the... Okay, I, I won't go into it. Yeah. <laughs> we are a hip-hop podcast. But I just wanted to ask Super. For, for now. <laughs> for now. For now, right. we are a hip-hop podcast. Honestly, when we run out of conversations, we will talk about yeah. <laughs> video games. <laughs> Lovely. So yeah, I mean, very disco and short circuit. I I like very disco a lot. I think it's very like measured and metered, and then it goes into that goofy ass opening for short circuit. And I like it. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun. I agree. It's just not, this is not my favorite one on the. Yeah, it does like those triplets. Um, it, this one literally sounds like off the game, if anything. Short circuit. The way it ends, I really like. And we talked about face to face. What did you think yeah. of face to face? I gotta know. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of my first listen because I, I do like face to face, but this is the most traditional song in my opinion. Really, I feel like this is an actual like. Oh, because of the structure again, of the lyrics. Because, yeah, because lyrics. But like, this is the most traditional type of music. I, this is the. One of the rare times in the album that I don't think of like a public gathering soldier. <laughs> like this is one of the ones that I genuinely would just sit down and be like, "This, this is Daft Punk. I'm gonna add this to my playlist." <laughs> this has big man performing on stage and people are paying attention to him rather than dancing with each other. Energy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Which is something I'm more used to. <laughs> I want to give you a fun fact on this one. I, mm-hmm. this is a hot take. I consider this to be. In my opinion, based on my music knowledge, the greatest sampling feat of all time. 
this okay. song. Okay, what's the sample? Because I don't know. <laughs> this song features samples not one, not two, but six separate songs to construct oh, the en- to construct the entire backing melody. It samples two songs by ELO, Jeff Lynne's ELO band. So Evil Woman, Evil mm. Woman, and there's like one more off that same album. It samples two songs by the Alan Parsons Project off of Eye in the Sky, their famous album. You know Alan Parsons Project. I believe so. You know their hit, the song Serious, which is the Bulls walkout theme. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, so Eye in the Sky, it samples two songs off that, Old and Wise, and then one other one. And then it samples a Kenny Loggins song. It's called, like, Cabinet Poos or something like that. And so, so Kenny Loggins is on here. the The part where it says, the part where it says "face to face." Now you know that like bit mm-hmm. in the thing. That's actually Kenny Loggins saying Christopher Robin, and it's truncated. It's Christopher is face to. It's like that's that, that's what they're using. And there's like what there's like one other track in there. It's six songs that become this whole that's thing. Absurd. Yeah, <laughs> it's but unbelievable. Real. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, how do you how do you even begin to pick things out and then know you want to structure them in that way? Again, I, I said this, I think, like two or three weeks ago. This is one of the things where, like, I just want to be in the studio. I'm not going to say anything. Just I'm see- not going to add anything. I just want to sit there and be like, what the heck are you thinking? Just see what those two, doing? just see those two, like, chain smoking and, like, playing the mixer <laughs> and, like, smoking, like, like, fucking yelling at each other in French very quickly. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you guys even doing here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> but then it works at the end. It's like, all right. Well, yeah. Clearly, I'm not a musical genius. <laughs> no, I'm certainly not. Those who can't do, critique. And those who can't critique, don't participate. I don't know. Listen to other people do it. <laughs> yeah, listen to other people critique. Those who can't critique, go on pitchfork.com. <laughs> Um, all right here we go again <laughs> yeah pitchfork is my revolution now but well yeah. <laughs> you, you need pitchforks for the revolution what can i say um brandon's gonna revolution against brand deals you're gonna revolution against fucking publications <laughs> yeah bad takes <laughs> too long anyway, what do we think too long is it too it long is not at, too at long. 10 minutes not too long okay <laughs> I think that this one is another contender for traditional song in terms of like the way it plays out. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And thank God, I I will say, if it was (laughs) ten minutes of no lyrics, then maybe I would have a different opinion. Yeah, but uh, I do have a playlist of what are ten songs or ten minute songs that you actually do enjoy. I would add this to it. Yeah, honestly, I would add this to it. There's not a lot. But this would qualify as one. You know what? And it's a good closer. I have to look. Okay. The the closing song off of Random Access Memories is also very long and it's instrumental, but it's six minutes and 13 seconds. So it it wouldn't qualify, but Uh, it is fully instrumental, but that album is not electronic. So, Hmm. yeah. Oh, don't you worry. When we do a deep dive on RAM... I already know. I'm ready. Your third eye will be opened. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. Um, yeah. So it's like... It's very similar in that it starts out as like... There's like something... And then it be, like something dialogue and then it becomes musical. And it's just musical <clears> for like six minutes. But it builds and builds and changes the entire time. So it doesn't get boring. Mm. But yeah, that's the that's the track listing. I think that... 
you know, as far as albums with no words go, you could do a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see how New Blue Sun is. I don't know if it's going to be on the level of like oh, yeah, Daft true. Punk, but we're looking at instrumental music more so with people Look, releasing like if this. If anyone could do it, it's Andre 3000. I don't I I trust. You. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> and Andre, we trust. Yeah, so so right. let's let's talk a little bit about some adjacent media. I'm curious, are you familiar with like any of the other media publications that came out alongside this this album when you like when you did your listening? Did you come across any of that? Not that I can recall. When you go on Spotify, do you yeah. have it set to just like the album cover view or do you have it where it'll play like live stuff in the background on some tracks on your phone? Oh, you, I didn't even think about that. I do have, like, you have the song up and something's, like, moving in the background. Yeah. I have that turned on, but, like, I didn't look at my phone when I was listening to it. So, fun story for you. This album had an entire feature-length film made to run in parallel to the album. It's, I don't believe it. It's called Interstellar 5555, and it's a fully animated, it's like an anime film made by a Japanese animation studio. And it co- it's the story of a band that gets like attacked while playing. They're playing a concert, and the opening song is one more time. And then after they play that song, this like it's hard to describe because the film doesn't have any lyrics that aren't just the it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have any dialogue that's not the lyrics in in the songs. But it's like they get they they try to get ki- someone tries to kidnap them. It's like this villain who wants them to like perform for his thing, whatever, and they escape. It's like band on the run type energy. And the whole kind of process is them escaping this villain, the entire album. And then they eventually have like a celebration. And that's like Short Circuit is like one of the celebratory tracks mm-hmm. on that. Um, it's really good. It's very, very hard to find a physical copy. I'm still missing one from my collection. I would imagine. But I've seen it all the way through. It's like on YouTube. So my homework for you, my homework for you, aside from listening to the samples playlist, (laughs) would be to check this out because it's super cool. You could just put it on the background, look over it. It's really pretty. It's very well made. Um, But yeah, it's like from the same era. So it's like early two thousands animation. I believe that. Super cool. Um, That does sound dope. It's not a lot of albums that I can recall that have that pairing aspects with obviously the most recent one is Kid Cuddy's with his animation well I mean Utopia technically had Circus Maximus which was more recent but yeah Uh, that doesn't really count I wouldn't count that one yeah it's definitely not yeah it's not like a film that accompanies the album it's just yeah I mean the second or the last bit of it (laughs) it's essentially just the last two thirds because the first third is music videos yeah right yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so, so how how would you compare this then? Maybe not compare, but how would you stack this up against what you traditionally listen to? Because it seems like the the longer we're on the podcast, the more we talk about music that you see live, the more interest you seem to express in this kind of format. Because I remember you were talking about seeing going to Drake, and you said that honestly, never mind, never made sense to you. But then in the context of the live performance, it really like made sense oh, in a yeah, way yeah. so i'm curious yeah. like do you find yourself moving more towards this genre and this style or presentation of music or like what's the thought process mm, i think just in general and then like surprise i like music i have a podcast <laughs> but it's, it's like it's like one of those things where like i feel like i've approached the 
maturity level in terms of my music consumption where I'm now ready to dive into other things. I feel like, and this goes for anyone in reality, mm-hmm. but like once you find your genre of music, you're pretty tied down to it because you, you make emotional connections to it at that point. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I feel like just for a while it was, I mean, obviously gospel came first because of religion and I was a drug child. I was drug to church three times a week. Yeah. Three times <laughs> like, a week. Obviously, is, yeah. That's just, times a week. just punishment at that point. It, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I'm not going to say anything to mess up my relationship with my family. We don't know if they're listening. Man, my family better not be listening to any of this. Any episodes <laughs> ever. Period. I mean, Isaac. Except for my brother. <laughs> Hi, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's probably listening. Yeah. Um, so obviously gospel, hip hop, and R and B are like the things that are tattooed in like my veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you get older, just naturally you start venturing into other sounds, other kind of genres, and mm-hmm. I feel like, um, especially over time, I, I I laugh with some of my friends. Like I have like six main friend groups, <laughs> in like actual groups of people. So like everyone has different music tastes, has different takes. I love going to see other things with them. And this has been the main push probably for the past year or so mm-hmm. where there's EDM, DJ sets. Um, I'm going to see Galantis. I would never go see that on my own. <laughs> no, I could. Yeah, I don't. I saw Linium. Um, what is, I've seen a bunch of stuff recently. So just in general, I, I've been venturing into other genres and I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It is kind of a a little bit of a difficulty at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just comes naturally with music you don't know. When we went to go see Yeet on Spotify, I know the songs. In person, I did it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was so rambunctious. You could barely hear right. anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's the thing. Like It, it comes with a grain of salt. Venturing into these new types of music and new genres. I'm going to understand or... I'm going to approach it with an understanding that I'm not going to know everything, but I'm just here with vibes. I'm going to enjoy it. And this would definitely fall under that category of just like, look, it's good music and I'm here for it. I'm surprised I never like actually sat down and played it yet. Totally. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I would say that I, I tend to balance genres. I think a little bit more evenly, like obviously hip hop is my primary and my, curiosity and my fascination and my desire to continue learning about music is mostly Mm -hmm. into that genre like i'm i'm more invested in that genre in that way but that being said i feel like i definitely like what i like in the electronic space and also when it comes to specifically like rock music classic rock things like that Mm -hmm. but i would i would still put this on par with things that i hold to that like super high tier for for the hip hop yeah. genre, it's just for me. It's it's definitely there's a nostalgia there, but there's also just a deep appreciation for the musicality of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like no matter how many times, it's a thing that keeps me coming back to certain hip hop albums. It's no matter how many times I actually listen to this, there's always something new that I pick up on or that I find that I manage to like focus in on, and and I hear it in a completely new way or in a completely different mm-hmm. way. Like maybe. I actually pick out the baseline and I listen to the baseline. I focus on that. And then the song just completely shifts in terms of the way it sounds to me. Stuff like that. 
Well, I'm curious, and now that you mentioned that and kind of breaking down the music and finding new things, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you already know this. Um, Random Access Memory is drum. just, yeah, yeah, no drumline or whatever. You are going right into my next topic, which is very exciting. <laughs> my next question in the doc is, is there a future for Daft Punk? Because I don't know if you know about this, but they confirmed that they were splitting up in 2021. So... um. Since then, they've put out a deluxe edition for Random Access Memories, which is in this back shelf over here. We talked about it, which includes a bunch of sample material. They've put out represses of a lot of their iconic vinyl or like a lot of their iconic albums. And they just released a drumless version of Ram. But I'm curious, based on like what you've listened to, do you think that there's maybe like room in the culture, in the music? scene for this kind of music to come back like would you want it to come back would you want to see them make more music in this vein like what are your thoughts um it's interesting that you asked that because i I did see you put that in earlier when i was looking at the doc Mm -hmm. um i don't make this take often Mm -hmm. and i don't want it to be received in a negative light by Mm -hmm. like the listeners or whatever but i do believe in the concept of retirement like i honestly think there are some artists out there that should retire i agree (laughs) i I think once you reach a certain point in your career and you've made a solid discography that holds up your legacy Mm -hmm. not that you don't have anything to say but music can only carry so far in terms of your expression and like I feel like a lot of artists, especially in the hip hop genre, which is what I'm familiar with, some things may be forced mm-hmm. and the story doesn't hold weight at all because you don't have anything new to say. And I feel like at least for this genre, it's not focused on lyrics anyway. Mm-hmm. So like have your music as successful as you've been, allow your music to exist create your legacy and don't force anything new. Cause I don't think it's unless they like just have something that they need to share, then do it. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not against that at all, but I think you should have comfort with looking and that this is going to sound unnecessarily deep. <laughs> um, you should have comfort at reaching a point in your life to be able to look back and say, I'm okay. And like, be happy with it. Yeah, And I feel like they've reached a point in their career where like, you know what? You can proudly say <laughs> we had an excellent career, an excellent discography. And where EDM and electric music is right now, it's not like they're going to reinvent the real. They're not, they're not going to change anything crazy that I could think of. But like, uh, if their future is to go on tour, cool. If the future is to maybe do something with another media, like film or something, cool. I'm not against it. But in terms of like music, I'm okay with what we have. I'm not against it. And that applies for a lot of people I know. That applies for Eminem. You should have stopped three albums ago. <laughs> yeah. Jay Z. Yeah. I, Kanye. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you. I think that my, my opinion differs a little bit. And I think that there is a point of saturation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but in terms of actual mainline albums, like main primary releases, including the Tron soundtrack, which is technically its own album, 
Daft mm. Punk has actually put out five projects across their tw- 16 year 16 years of actually actively putting out projects that are not deluxe editions or remixes or other stuff right. from 1997 to 2013 they put out five and yeah each project is unique and special and exciting and heavy in terms of its influence in its own way but i don't necessarily feel that we achieved any kind of saturation in terms of the the genre the industry or the sound that daft punk brings to the table like we have with some of the other artists you mentioned so Mm -hmm. i I think with that being said i think there would be room for them to potentially maybe one day make something new and kind of shift the paradigm a little bit of what is popular sound within electronic music not necessarily edm because i consider edm to be a separate thing from just baseline electronic Mm-hmm. But I, I could definitely see them still having an impact in that way if they if they chose to to come back and put something out. And I I, I it's so funny that Andre three thousand is in the news this week with this new Dude. album because I Did think you see his interview. Yeah, with NPR. Yeah, there's just yeah. there's there's such a parallel I feel like between these two. It's like Daft Punk is the Andre three thousand of <laughs> of, ED, of electronic music in a sense where it's like. The outcast put, some, put something out as a duo and then disappear for a really really long time yeah. um but yeah i think i think there's room for them to innovate and and continue to shape the space if they choose to even either in, individually as like solo artists or as you know a duo mm. but whether or not they choose to do it is i think obviously totally up to them and if they want to retire more power to them because it's a uh it, it is a hell of a catalog that they have. You've been at oh, five yeah. albums, so mm, absolutely. I remember it, seeing something. Uh, mm, go ahead. I just remember seeing a thing right after Random Access Memories came out because musically it's the most different. It's not electronic like the rest of their albums are. Um, but it was this really funny thing where someone said it was like some post online. Someone's like, "What if every time Daft Punk undergoes like a, a sonic shift, like a musical shift, where they step into a different genre, it's because." the two guys who wore the helmets for a really long time got sick of it and handed it off to two other musicians who they really like to like, you never know, continue the Daft Punk name, but have it be like just completely different artists or something. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that did happen or existed. Yeah. A, a passing down a passing of the torch. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I think that there's, I would love to see what they would come up with in, in, in 2023 or like in the contemporary space. But I'm not counting on anything, you know. Go How old is the people in Daft Punk? They're in their fifties now, I think. Late forties. See, that's the thing. Late forties, early fifties. Like, it is it, just it would be interesting to see what they would have to share, right? Because I would be more if they were to come out with something like, like I said, my personal opinion. If you want to retire, I support it because, like, at some point you got to stop in general. Yeah. But if they were to come out with something, which I wouldn't be against with, I would listen to it. I would be more interested in what they would have to say yeah, or the vibe they would have to push out. Jesus, I shouldn't say vibe. I feel like a TikTok teenager. Um, <laughs> but whatever they, they want to explain to the public and kind of um, give to us, I'll be more interested in that than the actual quality of music in reality. Because yeah. like, uh, I was just listening to the Andre 2000 interview that I was saying, where he was saying they <laughs> People are under the impression that he's just sitting on raps. And he was saying, like, in reality, I swear I'm not. Like, I'm considered a top five, top ten rapper on so many people's lists. But, like, 
I'm 48. I'm not going to rap about a colonoscopy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just was, not a thing. Wild, yeah. So well, it's I mean, just like, okay, you well, could. it makes sense. Didn't put out a flute album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I, th- I think that the genre shift for a lot of artists has proven to be like really valuable in a way, whether it's critically or commercially. I mean, look at Gambino putting out you yeah. know, Awaken My Love and what that did for him. And God, I want you to listen to Ram so bad. I want to have this conversation about Ram because it's just, it's so We're different. going to listen to it. I know, but it's going to be like another year. <laughs> I can't wait that long. Um, it's it's just so, so fundamental. I've already different. heard like half the songs. <laughs> have you? Most like, hold on, I'm going to pull you've it up. You've heard Get Lucky. You've probably heard uh, Instant Crush. Those I would say you've heard two. That would be my, those would be my thoughts. Lose yourself to dance. Okay, touch, well that's that's Pharrell, so that's fair. You've heard touch. Uh, Where would you have heard touch? So. That song is long as hell and it, it's, it is a long and song. dark. It's like but very it has intense. For real, <laughs> touch. Yeah, touch. Oh no, not for real. That's Paul Williams. Sorry. Yeah, Paul wrong Williams. Williams. Yeah. Um, out, I'm gonna listen to it eventually. I have it's, too many. Uh, albums on the queue (laughs) and 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 this this takes it back to like their roots where they stopped making music that was like what what they wanted to make that was inspired by something and just decided they wanted to make an album that was like an homage to what inspired them directly so yeah very different but yeah i mean there's just you never know something something could come out of that something different i mean a drumless edition is already pretty cool i feel like you don't see that very often yeah we'll see if you like it yeah, we'll circle back to it. Should we do grading? Then? Let's do it. I'm super curious what you're giving what you're giving this. Um, I already know yours is an A plus, so I'll go first. <laughs> Please. Um, I don't know. I sat on this for a while. I'm trying to decide. I think, in terms of quality, it's like an A A minus for me. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Uh, and to be fair, I don't listen to a lot of electronic music, and I really enjoyed this. Um, I will say, I think it deserves an AA minus. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. I think it deserves an AA minus. Um, the reason it's not like an A plus for me, one, I'm not as familiar with electronic music in general. Mm -hmm. And two, again, I'm, I don't want to say I'm suffering, but I'm impacted by hip hop being a main genre. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of like holes. And so because of that, not that I can't create my own meaning, but like I don't get a deeper sense of meaning <laughs> out of just it. like the yeah. music alone. Yeah. And so it's I enjoy it. It's good music. I'll play it in the background while I'm playing the game. But like it's just not something I would listen to right away. But um, I do sense. understand the quality. So that... A minus a-, around that range. I get, I get it. And yeah, you're right. Um, <clears throat> it's... It's an easy A plus for me. This is <laughs> top five, probably top three, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, my we'll eventually all share our top fives for an episode or something. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I think to this day my top three are, and I don't think this has changed in a long time, is Man on the Moon, Dark Fantasy, okay. and this. Okay, okay. I would say that's like my my pretty consistent top three albums. I'm not gonna give mine. I gotta think of. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I felt I felt I felt so strongly about this for so long. I just don't see it changing anytime soon. So I I have two, and I know you know two of them already, but I have to decide on a third one. True, that's fair. 
Blonde, obviously, acid rap. Obviously. Blonde is blonde is in the top ten, hundred percent. I don't know if it's top five. I have to sit That's down fair. and look That's at fair. it. I we'll will make say, our list. I will say, Daft Punk holds two of my top ten spots. Random Access Memories is also top ten. Not well, as high, not as high as this, but it's up there. But all right, so, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, uh, that's Daft Punk. That's Discovery. Any any thoughts you wanna wanna leave the people with before we go into our song racks? Uh no. I feel like we covered it all. To be honest, I I, I enjoyed it. Honestly, I, I do enjoy it. Um, this is my techno version of Soul Train. <laughs> yeah, that is my closing thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and and anyone out there listening, if you haven't. Listen to Discovery. Do yourself a favor. Put aside an hour and just get yourself a nice pair of headphones. Make sure you have some good low end re- response in there and and just go to town because you you will not be sorry. That I missed. I'm not gonna lie. That is the one thing I missed. I use my AirPods. Oh. Should use my Sony's. But still good. Uh, yeah. I hey. I think you should re-listen to it at some point with with a different audio <laughs> setup. With and, the good headphones. Yeah. The just just the the amount of depth you get out of certain tracks in terms of the low end is insane so re-download title get the high quality or something there you go bet should we do recommendations let's do it all right cool, cool. well i have mine up so i'll open it up um again talking about camp flock now Lil yachty performed there had an amazing transition and a lot of people peeped this but some people didn't and i wanted to bring light to it uh, doing the transition from one song to another, he actually ripped off the flow of another artist. Hmm. Um, the song before the beat drop was actually the flow was ripped off of Speaker Knockers. Do you do you remember Speaker Knockers? No. <laughs> really? Nope. Oh, bro, I should have saved this for when Brandon was on the podcast. I, I I feel like he would go crazy. But anyway, my song is um, "Lonely" by Sneaker uh, Speaker Knockers absolute banger rest in peace mm-hmm. but yeah what's yours mine is it's an older song it's one that i always it's it's another example of like a song that i always heard growing up and i never like knew anything about it or the band broken bells mm-hmm. holding on for life has like a super recognizable chorus very distinct vocal style and it would always get stuck in my head just a total earworm but i would never know mm-hmm. where it's from and then i finally heard it on a playlist the other day and i was like Ooh, that's a good feeling. Made the connection. There it is. That's a good feeling. There's that thing I've been figuring something out after so long. Man, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Or like when you don't know a song, but the hook is stuck in your head. It's probably one of the the worst feelings of the world. (laughs) Even Google isn't helping you. I'm just like, bruh. And and then you you, you get your phone out. You try the little hum hum a song feature. And it still doesn't work. It's like, what the fuck am I wasting my time for? Bro, I can't tell you. There are songs from middle school that I still don't know the name of that I've got the melody rattling around, and I'll never be able to. Come back to me. I'll never be able to articulate it well enough to know what it is. Yeah, no, 100%. You're scarred for life. The amount of times I've had Shazam open staring at the screen, like, please. Oh, God. (laughs) Pick it up. Pain. Um, But but I'll, I'll do my second song. The only reason I'm picking this song is because I haven't had or I haven't gone back to Yeet in a minute. Yeah. Um, I had a heavy yeet phase back in the day. And I'm gonna do my favorite song, Lion for Fun. That beat switch in the middle of the song where it sounds like it's ending and it's just like you thought I was done? Absolutely not. And then it just goes off. Banger. Yeah. Top tier yeet song. No, I, I I do not disagree. That's one that you must is have not thought I was done. <laughs> that one is not in my yeet rotation, but mm-hmm. it should be. So I'm gonna need to go listen to that. Song, 
There's a lot of good songs. It's okay. I understand. All right. All right my, this goes out. my last one is Jose Gonzalez, and it's a song called Far Away, which is a okay. kind of like, it's like a very echoey Western style singer-songwriter. It's a guy and his guitar, and it's really good. And fun fact, it is featured in the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack, the original. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. It's intense, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful PS2 vocals. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> and he's got, um, did you say PS2? Was it on PS2, the original? No. You're thinking Red Dead, Red Dead Revolver, which was on oh, PS2. Oh, I, I thought you said the original one. I didn't. Red Dead Redemption part. 1 was PS3 I see, I see. 360. I got you. I got you. Rockstar, if you're li- you're obviously obviously Rockstar, the co- entire company is listening to this, so we need a PC port this of Red D-O-P. Dead Redemption One. Come on, give it to us. That game Just is to come to the pressure. Get a console. <laughs> I have a console. I have several consoles that can play it. I want to play it on PC at 165 frames per second. <laughs> All right, PC gamer. Ay ay ay. Far away. Good song. The chorus, yes. he, he has double vocals where he does two separate vocal parts that kind of interlink with each other. It's it's nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I mean, hey, if you said Red Dead, I'm loving the Western vibes, so I'm here for it. And I'm I'm finishing up. This is neither really here nor there. I guess it's related. I'm finishing up Cormac McCarthy's Borders trilogy, which is like a book series. Cormac McCarthy right. being the you know famous author who wrote The Road, No Country for Old Men, All the Pretty Horses. Mm-hmm. And all the pretty horses is one of three books in a in like a southwestern series about people having like coming of age adventures in yeah. like southwestern U.S. and Mexico. And the last one is called Cities of the Plain, and it's like these guys working as like ranch hands in Texas, and then going into um, I don't the, the Ciudad Juarez. They're going into Juarez like a lot back and forth. And this just captures the vibe perfectly. I was like reading my book on the train, and this came on. And I was like, "Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> this is this is it. <laughs> Life does not get better than this. Living vicariously <laughs> through cowboys. Let's go." Look, it's a good take. Life does not get much better than that. <laughs> Romanticizing 1940s Americana. Let's go. <laughs> Look, if I could walk around with a revolver on my hip, I'll be happy. <laughs> I don't want to shoot it. I just want to do the cool like literally. Tips. Yeah, let me just like there'll be no bullets <laughs> in it. <laughs> just for show. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Howdy, partner. All right, bet. Well, thank you, listeners. If you're still here, we've made it. We won't be here next week because we have lives. <laughs> we would and say Thanksgiving. <laughs> we would say same bad time, same bad channel. But I have turkey to eat, so that yeah. is not the case. Yeah, no. We'll catch y'all in dinner. Yeah, I'm not missing that for anyone.